I found out real estate is like a big buffet. There are so many different things to look at, so many different choices, and anyone that knows me knows that I love food. So imagine having a massive appetite that doesn't end and having an endless supply of food. Welcome. This is the Hot Real Estate Investing Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping others through real estate investing. Our hosts interview guests from all aspects of real estate investing who generously share valuable experiences and advice. Whether you're starting out or an experienced investor, this is the show for you. Hello and how's it going? My name is Travis Shelton and welcome to the Hot Real Estate Investing Podcast where I interview guests who want to help others investing in real estate. We keep these podcasts fun and full of value and really looking forward to today's conversation. It's a conversation and an extension of one that I had recently at uh, my last meetup here in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, and so I'm, I'm excited to welcome Brandon Curry, a father of two, a real estate investor working an everyday nine to five. Brandon, thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Travis. It's a pleasure. Thank you for your time. It's the one thing that you can't get back is time. And I appreciate you taking the time out for this interview. Yeah, absolutely, Brandon, man. I, I appreciate your time uh, joining me today to to share so much value with our audience today. Um, I know you pretty well or have gotten to know you a little bit more over the last uh, several weeks, but can you give our audience uh, your 30-second elevator pitch, a little bit more about yourself and your real estate focus? Well, originally I'm from Chicago, moved out here at the age of 13 to Arizona, been out here ever since work your typical nine to five at Walmart and um, just wanted to do something different. Didn't want to work for anyone. So I started to dabble into real estate and slowly made that journey. And once I dipped my toes into it, that definitely transformed my identity. So now I'm a real estate investor who happens to work a nine to five. I, I love that change of mentality and that that little uh, segue. So we always start these shows off with a little bit of motivation. So can you share the motivational quote you brought to share with our audience today? I think about that is I heard this on the news uh, so long ago and the announcer just pretty much said, I can do anything, but I can't do everything. And what that translates to is even when you think you're doing something alone, you still need a team. No matter what that mm. team looks like, you still have someone backing you up. You still have someone looking out for you. And you always have that one person to help you do better than you think you can do yourself. Um, when you take a look at basketball, you take Michael Jordan, for example, greatest mm -hmm. basketball player alive, depending on your opinion of that. But sure. he still needed a team, he needed a team, needed a coach, needed to do other things. He can play any of those positions himself. But why do that when you have other people that can do that for you? Then you take someone like Tiger Woods. When you play golf, you do it by yourself or you think you do it by yourself. But yet you still have a caddy. You still have people giving you advice and different things that you learn from as well. And again, you still need a team no matter what it is that you're doing. So you can do anything. But why do everything by yourself? No, I love it. And it's it's so relatable to real estate, right? We're always on this podcast talking about building your team, building your network, having your go-tos and and uh, you know, whether it be sports or real estate, I, I so believe that you can do anything, but you can't do everything like you mentioned. And um I'm always looking for who's. I'm always looking for people that can I can work with or synergize with myself. So love the quote. Thanks for sharing it. 
and uh, uh, looking forward to kind of transitioning now into our main topic. You know, Brandon, how can you help our audience of real estate investors? What kind of pearls do you want to share uh, today with with the audience? Basically, with that is helping anyone that I come in contact with become a better version of themselves. I myself, I'm just gifted with networking and talking to people and just finding out different information. Um, I believe that there is the six degrees of separation. If there's anything that you want in life, anything that you could think of, you just need to have six conversations. And with those six conversations, one of those people will lead you to what it is that you either need or what you want. So that is the only thing that's going to hold you back is yourself and the conversations that you don't have. So I feel as though I can help people amplify themselves by giving them the encouragement and the confidence to, you know, just amplify the talent that they already have that they didn't know that existed within themselves. I I love that because there's so many things we can't control, right? Um, But there are things that we can control and, and your mindset around, hey, it only takes six conversations to be able to get you anything you want or to get you connected to the right person. Um, You know, we hear the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, right? But I think within this, within real estate or within any kind of business or networking, whether it be trying to find a job in a professional setting or trying to find some sort of resource in the real estate world, uh, I, I, you know, I, I think you got me to be a believer uh, pretty quickly about the, the six degrees or six conversations until you find the right person. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So how did you get started in real estate? What was it you were working kind of your nine to five in Walmart? And then what what kind of started your, your journey off in the real estate world? With that, I just wanted to do something different. I kept trying to think of different ways to bring in more income. I kept looking at my bank account and, you know, living from check to check. So I wanted to do something different. And I didn't want to do a typical nine to five because that will put me back into the same position, only just making you a couple of dollars more an hour. So I definitely want to do something different. And so I kept thinking, kept thinking, and nothing was coming to me. And so one day I was watching HGTV and they were flipping houses and doing, you know, all the magical stuff in 30 minutes. So I knew it took more than 30 minutes, but again, just the way they broke down everything, I said, you know what? I think I might want to try that. So then that led me to listening to all kinds of different podcasts and just trying to get all the different information that I could on the subject and everything. And then I found out it was obviously so much more than what you see in 30 minutes. So I just really had to take a deep dive into that and realize what all that entailed I found out real estate is like a big buffet. There are so many different things to look at, so many different choices. And anyone that knows me knows that I love food. So imagine having a massive appetite that doesn't end and having an endless supply of food. So with that being said, by the time you get to your third plate, you already tried everything you want. And now you know what it is that you're going to wind up doing. And where you start is not where you finish with this. And that's the beautiful part about it. Oh man, I love it, man. So much to digest there. Like the buffet <laughs> analogy. I mean, you're bringing a lot of new stuff, Brandon, like, but I, I totally agree. I mean, it's like, wow, there's so many different options within real estate. So many different things you can do. So many things you can pivot to, right? You could try dessert first and then go to yes. appetizers or go to your, your main course. Um, and I see different people do different things. Everyone, 
you know, you get a lot of people that start with single family rentals and then, uh, you know, maybe progress and then maybe it's multifamily or maybe it's short term rentals or maybe it's commercial buildings. But I know other people that start right with syndications and doing passive. And so I, I, I love that analogy. And, and like you said, it's it's really there's so much out there for all us entrepreneurs yes, and real estate is. investors to be able to dabble our <laughs> dabble our toes in and get some shiny <laughs> object syndromes from, you know, <laughs> oh, you definitely get shiny object syndrome really, really fast. You got just got to dial it back and know what it is that you want. And like I said, where you start. It's not where you're going to finish. So you just kind of need to really look at that really fast. What's up, hot REI Nation? My name is Jordan Nadella with Simplicity Lending Group and powered by Nexa Mortgage. As the nation's largest broker, Nexa Mortgage offers a variety of creative and competitive loan options through our 170 plus partnerships to help you achieve home ownership with the speed and service that you deserve. Whether you are a first time home buyer or an experienced investor, I'm dedicated to finding the right program to fit your financial goals. My mission is to make home ownership a very easy and seamless process from start to finish. If you are in the market today to purchase real estate, please contact me to find the best mortgage solution for your needs. So I know because we've talked before, you, you know, you, you started out with some long-term rentals and now you're kind of transitioning or you want to transition into more of the short-term rental game. Uh, tell us a little bit more about that. Why, why, did, why the transition and, uh, you, know, you know, why the short-term rental game? I've listened to numerous podcasts, the Bigger Pockets, all different versions of those and different spinoffs of real estate podcasts. And what they all have in common is they have diversified their portfolios. Mm -hmm. And so they'll all have multifamilies, single families, they'll have short-term rentals, they'll have the long-term rentals, some commercial. So with that being said, I started off with long-term rental and then I wanted to do a short-term rental. And the reason why I'm so passionate about short-term rentals now is because Again, on a podcast, I found out you can write those off on your taxes as a business expense. So mm. in theory, I can take a vacation and I can write that off mm. on my taxes next year. And if I get enough of them, I can just go from place to place. And then all of that is theoretically paid for in the long run. So that's why I wanted to switch to that. And I know there's a different mindset behind that from switching to long term to short term. So now I have to dive in and get the gears running on how to make the short term possible right now. Gotcha. So was that one of the reasons why you started investing outside of Phoenix or did you invest in Phoenix outside of Phoenix before and then started realizing, Hey, there could be this big extra value if I do that and do short term rentals out of outside your home state. Well, they always say start in your backyard. So that's what I did mm -hmm. with the long term rental. And then we are a little bit expensive. So then therefore I had to look outside of state. <laughs> And so then that's what triggered me to try to do something in a different state. So I just kind of looked around and see where I wanted to invest. And then I went from there. Um, the state we live in is turned into the next California. Everything's expensive. And if everything's expensive, yeah. then you need to look elsewhere and you got to get comfortable with that idea first and then just go ahead and take the next move and take action. Love it. Yeah. Taking action is so important. And, um, you know, Phoenix is expensive. You know, I, I struggle with it myself. Every time I'm about to want to invest somewhere out of state, I'm like, why am I leaving one of the best states to invest in real estate? And then 
I look at deals outside. And I'm like, oh, I can get so much for my money. I can get so many dollars per door, but the appreciation's not there, right? And even though appreciation's right. maybe a little bit of the gamble, it can also make you rich, you know, and have made a lot yes, of people rich over the last couple of years. So there's always this give and take, and you really have to evaluate kind of all your circumstances and, and everything. Um, but I do know a lot of people investing out of state and doing extremely well from the Phoenix metro area. Um, one of the things I really wanted to kind of touch on because I just, I loved it. And I think I told you this pre-show, but you wrote something in your intake that said, after you dip your toes into real estate, your identity changes. And I'm just going to say that again, because I freaking love it. After you dip your toes into real estate, your identity changes. And I told you that was so true for myself, like so true. My whole life, outlook on life changed when I dipped my toes into real estate. How did yours change when you found real estate investing? The conversations with people I had started changing because now I can have a problem in the people that I talk to now, the same people, they can't relate to that. And then that told me first off that, okay, I'm dealing with something completely different now. And now with you having a different mindset altogether, again, you got to start changing the people you talk to, start changing your mindset and you just got to start slowly changing everything you do revolving around that because real estate is a completely different world and you will have a whole new set of problems that your friends can't really uh, identify with not that there's anything against them but they can't understand because they're not doing it that's the only reason they can't relate to it yeah so once i uh figured that out i just told myself well i gotta start talking to more people Got yeah, love it. What what were some other reactions from people around you? What were they saying when you when you told them for the first time you wanted to invest in real estate, or when you bought your first place and they were like, "What are you doing?" What you know, like what were some of those reactions? I guess. Um, anybody that knows me knows that whenever I'm passionate about something and I set my mind to it, they know that I'll get it done. It's just a matter of when, and then they'll take a step back and say, "Okay, I know you're going to get it done. I want to watch you do it." So I have family members, none of them negative at all, um, all supportive, every last one of them said, hey, think about doing this thing. Um, Not that I asked for their thoughts or anything. It's like, hey, this is what I was going to do. It's like, Mm -hmm. okay, just let me know if you need any help or let me know when you get X, Y, Z done or um, the conversations change because now everybody that I'm telling, they're holding me accountable. So now every conversation Mm -hmm. that I have, if I'm telling you the same exact thing that I told you last time, I'm not getting anything done. But now if you ask me and I know for a fact that this conversation has changed with you personally, I know that I'm adding value to you and I'm progressing at the same time. So I really didn't get any negative feedback from anyone, friends or family. It was That's just awesome. one of those. Uh, OK, you say you're going to do it. Uh, I'll check in with you and see where you're at in a couple weeks, you know, that sort of thing. So I really didn't get any negative feedback, either that or I just never paid attention to it because I don't have any negative people in my circle. And if I do, amazing. I've never paid attention to them. I love that. Yeah. I think it's important to, to everyone out there to have that strong support system and have that circle of friends. And 
unfortunately for myself and I know others, like sometimes you have to remove the bad apples or the negative people in your life uh, so that you can really succeed and move forward. And, you know, I've had to do that in my own life, uh, just getting rid of some of the naysayers or the people that say, oh, you can't do that. You can't do that. And it's like, well, no, I, we, I did, I, we just did. And we've done it twice now, or we've done it three times. I, it's impossible, but we've done it three times now, probably still impossible. Um, (laughs) but, uh, I appreciate that. And that's awesome. You got a great circle of friends and, you know, uh, you know, the five closest people to you are the sum of you. So, um, those are those things that I think, um, are important both ways. And so I guess, you know, if, what advice would you give a listener uh, or someone listening today that hasn't yet started investing in real estate. You know, I think a lot of people think it takes so much money to invest. And, you know, we've talked before, you don't make a ton of money, right? You work at Walmart, you make good money, but, you know, what would you talk to somebody like, let's say a coworker of yours that you just hired that says, I don't have enough money to invest in real estate. There's no way I would ever do that. What's maybe some advice you'd give someone like that? Well, I've actually done that. And so what happens in that conversation is I'll say, just look at me, look at you. We're the same exact person, only I've taken action. And then from there, they'll ask different questions. Hey, how do you get started? How do you do this? How do you do that? Then I just have a nice conversation with them and explain as much as I can to them where they can understand it. Because there's always the question of where do I get the money to do it? And the Mm -hmm. answer to that is, you use other people's money. And then when you say that, you automatically think a person, but it's not necessarily a person. It's just an other form of money, really, whether it's credit, whether it's hard money, whether it's a 401k, whether it's an IRA, other form of money to help you do what you need to do just to get the asset. And once you get the asset, that takes care of itself. And then you just got to have those nice conversations with them to where they can understand it on that level. Because now, since I've already dove into it and I changed my identity, I have to break it down to where they understand it to where I was, where I didn't understand it myself. So that would be no, the best yeah, advice I that it. I could give them. <laughs> no, and it's great. I mean, is there one resource you kind of mentioned you listen to Bigger Pockets podcast? Uh, or maybe going on pick bigger pockets is is there one or two different resources that maybe for a beginning investor you'd highly recommend to check out um i would definitely say bigger pockets for sure as far as a podcast but if you're talking about an additional resource um i would definitely check out there's a site called bestplaces.net that will give okay, you yeah. an eagle eye view of any market that you want to look in now, granted, you still have to look in the subcategories and all that, but sure. it will give you an idea of what the crime rate is, the school district, the population, how many people uh, are within that demographic. It will give you a detailed explanation without physically being there yourself. No, it's a great resource and one that I've, I've heard a couple of times in, in the multifamily world, too, to really be able to evaluate certain cities and locations, to look at employment rate, to try to look at uh, job trends to try to look at, uh, you know, people moving in and moving out of cities. So really good. That's a really good resource. So thanks for sharing that. Um, are you ready for the hot seat? Gonna have to be. (laughs) All right. (laughs) We ask all our guests the same final four hot questions, Brandon. So number one, what is one book you'd recommend to someone wanting to know more about real estate investing? 
Ooh, funny part about me and books is I haven't read a book since high school. And so with that being said, for me to pick up a book, it has to be a really good one. And okay. the answer to that question is The Long Distance Real Estate Investing by David Green. That Love breaks it. down everything that you need to know about long distance investing from how to find a realtor within that market, how to find the perfect market, how to build a team, how to do everything. He pretty much draws you a diagram. And then the secret to it is you got to take action. Did you follow that plan when you decided to invest in South Carolina or had you already bought that property when you found that book? Actually, I bought the book first, then I found the property. Well, Love found it. the market. <laughs> awesome. So that's what so, happened yeah, there. Basically a road a roadmap to you, to you buying your first out-of-state property. That's awesome. Yes, it was. Um, what's your favorite productivity tip or trick? Maybe a time saver or some sort of app you use to get more done? It all goes back to podcasts because how many times do you listen to music in your car, working out, washing dishes, doing housework or anything like that? You take the music part out of it, you listen to a podcast, you're getting two things done at the same time. And I'm a firm believer in that because now you have all the information, you know, subliminal in your mind at this point. So now if something strikes you, you'll just automatically make a decision because you already have the information in your head. And that's given me so many different resources, so many different tools, just so many different ways to look at things just by me listening to all of those podcasts. I love it. Changed my world, changed my life to podcast and, <laughs> and Audible to be able to look at books. I'd never read a book, same until Audible. Now I listen to them mm -hmm. all the time and can't, can't get enough. So great mm -hmm. recommendation. Um, what's your biggest real estate mistake or failure? And what did you learn from that experience? Ooh, wow. I would definitely say making sure you have enough reserves because okay. you can plan for things to happen. You can factor in a vacancy. You can factor in, you know, maintenance and everything like that. But how long is the vac vacancy going to be? How many maintenance requests are you going to receive? Uh, perfect example. I had a tree branch fall in the garage mm -hmm. out of state. Now, I've also had that a different tree trimmed before, you know, closing on that property. And then I found out it was a neighbor's tree. So again, had reserves in place, but didn't factor that in. And again, it's just one of those, you got to make sure you are prepared for what you expect and what you don't expect all at the same time. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, sucks when it happens, but when you have those reserves, it's a lot easier to deal with those sorts of situations and it means you're doing it the right way. Um, yes. And finally, Brandon, if you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be? Helping people to become better versions of themselves or better than me. So I can give you the same information that I've done. I can give you a blueprint of what I think you should do based on just looking at your situation. And if you can do better than expected or at least better than uh, what I've done, giving you the same blueprint that I've done for myself, then I know I've succeeded because you've taken everything that I've given you and you, you've made it your own. You can give two people the same information, the same blueprint, the same outline and everything, and each one will be successful at a much different rate. 
So you also have to make sure that you stay in your own lane and do what's visible within your own eyes. But at the same time, you still have to make sure that you're allowing yourself to amplify that as well. So you can go further than what you expect. Yeah, I, I love it, man. I mean, I think it's just one of those things that um, the more you help other people, the, the more things come back to you. Right. And I think that's what this podcast is all about. It's what my business helping others through real estate investing is all about. Um, so I really appreciate you taking the time to be on the podcast today. Uh, the best place for our hot REI community to connect with Brandon uh, is going to be on his email. We'll include it in the show notes, but it's B-L-C-C-U-R-R-Y or B-L-C Curry at yahoo.com. Thank you again, Brandon, for joining me today. I think we really were able to touch point on you know simplifying financial freedom to be able to get into real estate investing, regardless if you have a high income job. There's opportunities for everyone out there to be able to start investing in real estate. Um, and you, you proved it. And uh, I really love the way uh, that you were able to not only identify uh, your first property in Phoenix in your backyard, but also uh, all the things that you did to be able to identify a secondary market. And I really appreciate all the value you shared with our audience today. So thank you so much for joining me today. This was a lot of fun. Um, thank you as well. And to our audience, thank you for tuning in today and commit to taking action today to move your investing forward. Take care and God bless. Thank you for listening to the Hot Real Estate Investing Podcast check out our website, hotrei.com for additional content and resources. And please take a moment to subscribe and leave a review so we can continue to bring even more value to others through real estate investing.